1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: A little detail emerged earlier this week about a Canadian pastor who had been sentenced to a jail term because he refused to close the doors of his local church amidst COVID lockdowns. Now, I wonder whether you've ever considered whether or not that is a biblically valid thing. Well, Bill Muhlenberg has been thinking through this issue this past week and connecting that with the idea of civil disobedience. Is it ever right for a Christian to buck the trend and refuse a government direction? Let's talk through some issues. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Always good to be here. Bill, a Canadian pastor, and in the Canadian context, uh, probably a little similar in some ways to Australia, uh, backing the trend, refusing to close his church when a COVID lockdown comes. What were your thoughts hearing this pastor's story?
1: It's, well, I think an important story. Uh, One of many, mind you. We've had similar examples in America, in Australia even, while I suppose most churches did go along and by the government line that they are not an essential service in any way, shape, or form, never mind that everything from brothels to various sporting events to protest marches and so on were often allowed to go ahead and even deemed to be essential services, uh, yeah, most churches perhaps too readily and too easily just went along with whatever they were told to do. So this guy in uh, Canada was one of the exceptions, and in my article on him, I I feature a fairly moving picture. After five weeks of languishing in prison, he uh, was finally released after he paid a bond. He's supposed to pay more money to the government and promise not to do it again, but the picture shows him uh, hugging his family as soon as he was released, and uh, he certainly paid a price for his beliefs that religious freedom matters, that the church is an essential service, and uh, Christians should be willing to uh, worship their Lord, and even if that may mean sometimes falling afoul of the law.
0: When the state says you should close, uh, there might be good reason for that, and uh, certainly around COVID. A lot of people will say COVID is a good reason uh, for a short-term closure of the church couple that with media alarmism that is added into there to support a state closure of the church and you've got a, a different issue. It presents in a different way the the caution that we must have Bill, when it comes to who's telling us we should close. What are your thoughts around that?
1: Yeah, well, very early on when the whole COVID thing started a year ago, I wrote a piece actually on this very issue. Should churches... Uh, be happy to be shut down, you know, for public health and safety reasons. I looked at a number of issues, raised a number of questions back then. Uh, That was in March, April of last year, a warning that, uh, again, the government is always happy to use a crisis, something like this, to uh, extend to itself even greater powers, even more control. So, I was warning a year ago that this could be a problem, and of course, as we said, many churches complied uh but not for a short periods of time. Many were happy to be shut for months on end uh even today in much of the West, including here, there's still limitations on numbers, how many people can be in a church even though, again, we're quite happy, it seems, in many states to allow mass protests to take place, whatever the issue may be, or allow uh, pretty much almost uh, full-capacity sporting events, and yet churches are still deemed to be somehow a different kettle of fish, and only so many can come in with so much distancing. So, again, it's partly the issue of governments taking the different standards on what they consider COVID spreaders and what's important, but uh, also the matter of Christians and, uh, you know, at what point uh, is something like public worship so important that if we allow it to be banned for so long that we're starting to finally, in fact, uh, work against God and His purposes. So something we all need to think carefully about, and uh, as I say, some have thought about it and felt the need to say no to the state, to say yes to God.
0: Bill, with all respect, though, uh, for the first time in history, we've had this alternative to be able to do church online, streaming church Mm -hmm. into your lounge room. But I wonder whether, even though there might be some debate around whether your church should close or not, that it might not be a dry run that says a time may come when the state is forcing you to do all sorts of things that go against a biblical foundation, that you need to be prepared to stand up and say no when that time comes.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it's uh, no question that all that has occurred in the last 12 months or so has been a dry run for what may well be even more draconian government crackdowns for whatever reason. Uh, So learning how to act as a Christian in such conditions, that's, uh, I guess, a lesson we need to learn. And, you know, plenty of Christians have said, well, you know, church isn't just a building anyways, uh, which in one sense is true, but there are certain hallmarks of what it is to be and do church, which does include meeting together, being with one another, being able to give people a hug as you share, communion, worship corporately, and so on. Sure, for a short term, you can do stuff like Zoom, sit at home alone in front of your computer screen, watch what uh, some other guy is doing somewhere else in the country or the world, Uh, That can be used for a while as a substitute, but I wouldn't say that's how we would want, at least in what is still supposed to be a free and democratic country. It's not how we really want church to be done and how it should be done. So, yeah, we can look at alternative approaches when need be. The question is, do we need to be doing this now? Should we... uh, in fact, be asking for some religious freedom here, which really has been snatched away from us.
0: And, of course, the Canadian pastor exercising his constitutional right to assemble, to worship. And oftentimes we neglect those sorts of rights or we're very quick to give up those rights and freedoms that come from a constitutional base, exchanging that for a health initiative. And there's some challenges there.
1: Yeah, it's always a trade-off, uh, as you say, constitutional rights, various freedoms, the right to assemble has been a long-standing right in most Western countries. Again, how all that is uh, considered when there is a public health crisis, we need to think carefully, but too readily and too easily we've allowed uh, the state to step in and really clamp down on a whole range of freedoms and basic human rights rights all in the name of keeping us safe, when even many of the experts, certainly the medical and scientific experts, have been at least divided about what's helpful, and uh, many saying, in fact, the lockdown measures have been uh, counterproductive. They've actually done more harm than good. So the issue, again, has to do with Christians and the idea of, is the state inviolate? Is it absolute? Uh, Can it never be disobeyed? I'll often get Rome, uh, Christians throwing Romans thirteen one to 7 at me whenever I discuss these things, as if we should always submit, never disobey, but uh, the truth is, Scripture seems to give a different picture.
0: We can take this to a greater degree and perhaps a prediction about how pastors will behave here in Australia if the pressure is on. Now, already there are some church leaders who are saying, we get our directions from God, not from the Parliament. I wonder whether, Bill, this is a time to be thinking about when the pressure is on, how many of our pastors might decide to obey the law or the Parliament and disobey God that's a big challenge isn't it
1: well it is and again uh, as I say it's been probably a a minority of uh, pastors and church leaders who have been willing to say wait a minute enough is enough having church open especially in a time like this is crucial Uh, so we've had uh, well we've had at least some uh, Australian pastors that we know that were arrested for keeping their churches open in America as well. I think some in the UK, the Canadian fellow we just mentioned. So there have been some, but uh, again, I get Christians uh, uh basically jumping on me uh, during these times saying, "Oh, Bill, you're, uh, you know, the old line, you're trying to kill my grandma by allowing church to be open in a super spreader. You're uh, being irresponsible and reckless. Well, uh, again, it's... it's Well, we've talked about this all year. It's a question of just how, uh, you know, how far we can go with these kind of scenarios and uh, just where some of these Christian critics are at. Why do I suspect that many of them would be the first to say that if the state clamps down even further on the churches... They will applaud these moves and, you know, look at people like me as being reckless and uh, somebody who's a rebel against the state. And, uh, well, we've seen where that leads in obvious places like North Korea and so on, Uh, communist China, where the state is in control of the churches in all aspects, and to uh, dare to defy the state and some of these areas will get you in a lot of trouble and I think we're now sadly moving in that direction here in the west
0: Is there a sense when times are good that doesn't mean that leaders are resting because I note with the Canadian pastor saying that this is a time for governments to be informed about the God-ordained purpose of the church. Uh, This idea that uh, there ought to be leaders who are lobbying government uh, to be able to say this is the important role that church plays in the freedom of a nation. Is this a time to be quite active in these areas, do you think, Bill?
1: Well, I certainly think so. Uh, The Canadian pastor thought so. I mean... It has to do with the biblical understanding of government. Yes, God created the state. He created the civil authorities, but uh, never as an absolute, as we said. uh, Government is delegated authority. God created the state to do certain limited functions and keeping evil in check and so on, punishing wrongdoers. Uh, but it's never given a blank check to do whatever it wants. And when it does overstep its bounds, well, of course, we have plenty of examples in Scripture of civil disobedience, of believers defying the state because uh, what God says is more important than what man says.
0: We'll often refer to Daniel and his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. One of your articles this week talks about 12 different instances in Scripture where civil disobedience has become necessary.
1: Yeah, well, there's plenty there. I could find at least 12 clear cases. There's probably others. Uh, You know, you can look at the Hebrew midwives way back in the early chapters of Exodus, define the authorities of the day, in that case Pharaoh, right, refusing to uh, let him get away with killing off all the male Hebrew babies. Uh, So they uh, decided to obey God rather than man. Uh, Daniel and his friends, as you mentioned, would be another example. Jeremiah the prophet often got into trouble for uh, going against the rulers of the day. Israel Uh, Israelite authorities, he gets thrown in prison for doing so. The disciples, obviously, just go through the book of Acts, Peter and John, uh, Peter and Silas, the Apostle Paul. You know, they made it clear we must obey God rather than man, certainly when it came to things like preaching the gospel. They were always getting into trouble with the authorities. They never had this idea of a a blind obedience to the state, uh, always doing whatever it said. They were quite clear that generally speaking, yes, we uh, submit to the authorities, but there certainly are times and places when we must say yes to God and say no to various human laws.
0: And, of course, those first century times under a much more oppressive regime than Romans uh, than we find ourselves under in the present time. But certainly lessons to learn. Bill, let me point listeners to some of your latest articles, one we're talking about today, When the State Controls the Church, another one of your most recent articles, 12 Biblical Cases of Civil Disobedience, certainly worthy of our attention. Let me point people to BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch, one word. Bill, thanks so much for the update today on 2020.
1: Many thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.